At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Covering the live betting angles for every game. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight, hour number two, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Still to come in about 15 minutes, Danielle Alvari, VSIN sports betting analyst. As we discuss all things college hoops, Danielle has five plays. Our producer, Matt Santos, just sent them to us. Yeah. Very, very interesting selections. We'll get into those with Danielle coming up in the next segment. Also, later on in the program, we'll do the Reynolds wrap for the complete hour number three as we go through all of tomorrow's college basketball. A lot of plays on the card, a lot of stuff in the hopper. I was handicapping the card earlier this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Haven't placed any bet yet, but there's things that I'm yeah. interested in from a total Yeah, I've got a few, but I'm probably going to you know, do some in the overnights like I usually mm-hmm. do, and then early on Saturday morning. So yeah, some early Saturday. You, you've got a, and I, and I mean, I, I, I bet throughout the day, too, because, you know, like, that's what I say. I cannot go through all of these in, like, one setting. I can't <laughs> do it. It's a lot of games. So I've got to kind of like, okay, look through what are the spots that immediately stand out, and then I break them up into quadrants. Like, okay, here's the 9 a.m. and the 10 a.m. and the 11 a.m. games. Pacific time, I'm referring to. West Coast, best coast. Yeah, then I go 12, 1, and 2. You know, and and, and that's kind of how I break them down, like in almost like quadrants Mm -hmm. throughout the card because – we're actually a little bit more front-loaded here, by the way. Not a lot of late games tomorrow. No, there weren't. Because I think of the All-Star festivities, that, that that'll uh... probably get the ratings. So 
you still do have some late games, but usually it's a little more evenly dispersed, I, I think, on a Saturday where it's slightly more front-loaded, but seems like most of the games are in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, is there a UFC card or is there, there something yeah, I'm there, missing? There, there's, a, there's a fight night, but nothing really big. So yeah. apparently they don't want to compete with the, uh, the uh, All-Star Saturday night. Yeah, well, the All-Star... Weekend festivities are already underway earlier this evening. We already saw the uh, all-star celebrity game. Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks was the MVP of that game. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks for DK Metcalf. Uh, there was a clip of him on Twitter, uh, and it was on a sequence where he dunked it, but he dribbled at the length of the court. Yeah. And Watching a football player try to dribble the length of the court yeah. is actually hilarious. All the football guys think they can play, they can hoop a little bit. <laughs> and you see him in a game, and it's not even a game. This is like, I mean, one-tenth of the speed of mm -hmm. an actual NBA game, mm -hmm. probably even slower. And he's just like kind of like yeah. bumbling. It looks goofy dribbling the basketball. Mm -hmm. But then he can dunk because he's a really good athlete and he can jump high. But it is kind of funny that like the coordination not quite there translating from catching a football to dribbling a basketball. The Miz might have gotten that MVP if that four-pointer would have counted from half court. Yes. But just was a hair late. Just a little bit late. Um, in the All-Star Rising Stars Challenge, uh, we did see Team Powell go ahead and defeat Team Darren in the first semifinal. And right now in the second semifinal, Team Joe Kim is up 28-20 against Team Jason. So it looks like we could be headed towards what the market thought would be the final, which yeah. is Team Powell yeah, versus both Team Yeah, both favorites, yep. So uh, we'll see. The, the the race for MVP rolls on here as I take a look at the box score right now to see who's really balling in this uh, second semifinal game. And I'm seeing Quentin Grimes with 10 points. And then Evan Mobley has 8 points for Team Joe Kim. And then for the Team Jason, which is the G-Leaguers uh, of note, Scoot Henderson, the presumptive uh, second overall pick in this upcoming draft, 4 points there for G-League Ignite. Then Kenneth Lofton. Is that Kenny Lofton's kid? It is. The, the wow. big kid from Louisiana Tech. Are you serious? I yes. have no clue that Kenny, Kenny Lofton's kid is like a center? Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's almost like a uh, round mound of rebound. Wow. Learn something new every day. I didn't know Kenny Lofton had a kid uh, playing in, in the, in the uh, G League. So, eh, how about that? He's got five points, as does Mac McClung, who is the favorite to win tomorrow night's slam dunk contest. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we got those going on. Uh, Right By now. the way, it's not Kenny Lofton from the end. It's not the the Kenny Lofton. Okay, cause, yeah, cause that's yeah. What I was like, I was like, how does he? How is his son yeah. so big? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was wondering that too. Okay, so he right. goes by Kenneth Lofton. So all right, that makes that should have been my tale. He, yeah. he's. But I remember him at Louisiana Tech, six six two seventy five. Big, big, uh, big, big round boy, but he's got some skills. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was a little confused. I was like, how in the hell? Is Kenny Lofton, who played for yeah. Cleveland, has a, have a son that's Cause, six cause, foot six? Because I was going to say, his daddy wasn't a very big guy. No. He was a very fast guy. He was, yeah, he was known for speed. Yeah. Like, he was not known for being a massive yeah. dude. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense, and I'm glad we clarified that. Because I was like, Kenny Lofton is a kid that plays yeah. basketball? But uh, but this is uh, Scottie Pippen's son. Yes, yes. Scottie we Pippen Jr. Uh, is mm -hmm. playing on this G League team as well. Yeah. Uh, he has two points, by the way. Uh, Mac McClung now with 10 points, four of six from the field as right now it is a 28-27 game. So with the target points being 40, we might have a close one on our hands here. Mm -hmm. This is going to be really, really interesting stuff uh, out there for the All-Star Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, we got six minutes left here before the segment ends. 
Uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the All-Star Game Sunday evening. This will, of course, be with all the legitimate All-Stars that are out there in the NBA. Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. Right now, Team LeBron, a three-point favorite. And on the money line, Team Giannis plus 130. The total at DraftKings, right. 325 and a half. Now, we don't know who's going to be playing on which team. Yeah, this is not East versus West. It's not East versus West. And they will be selecting the teams 30 minutes prior to tip-off, mm-hmm. which is a really cool aspect of this, an extra kind of gear of motivation here. I don't even know how you would handicap it without knowing so, who's on which roster. On, honestly, maybe the best way is to do the MVP odds because one of the things, yeah, too, so that's a really good way. To I don't it. know. We may have a couple issues here with, in terms of uh, both the captains, by the way, nursing some injuries. LeBron mm-hmm. with the foot, Giannis with the wrist. So is there a possibility that they don't play? Or if they do play, it's like, oh, I got to play, but maybe not play as many minutes. Of course, uh, Kyrie Irving has missed with the, with the back, and then Joel mm-hmm. Embiid, just Joel Embiid. Yeah. You know, like well, that he, he may not. He said that he's been hurting and was trying to get to the All-Star break to get a little bit of a rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at the injured guys that obviously are not going to play that were selected, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Zion Williamson. Uh, the replacements, by the way, were Pascal Siakam, Anthony Edwards, and De'Aaron Fox were the uh, replace uh, the replacers for these guys. Uh uh, Lori Markinen is going to start or ex- was named a starter on the mm-hmm. West in place of Zion Williamson. Same with John Morant with Steph Curry and then uh, Embiid, obviously, for Durant. But, yeah, when you're looking at how to handicap this, you don't know what the teams are. So it's like, OK, maybe I look for some MVP odds Yeah, for these guys. And And there were a couple that maybe stood out to me. One would actually be, and I saw him, I think, uh, around 14 to 1. Let me see. if Do we have odds here from uh, Circa? Uh, I'm trying to see right of us. I know we have the Rising Stars stuff. Yes, we – oh, no, this is NBA MVP. Oh, okay. So well, I did, I did see a little bit in the market, and I think these are out there. Uh, how about Donovan Mitchell mm. at 14 to 1 going back to Salt Lake City? Familiar with the rims. Absolutely. And, I, you know, could play meaningful minutes. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell would be a guy I would look at. And then it's like, okay, you're gonna get. It's gonna be a longer shot because usually it's a superstar. But I gotta look and see, okay, who's gonna be motivated? Who's really excited to be here? Like mm-hmm. some of these guys that have like been there, done that. Like, do I really think necessarily that Paul George is like hugely motivated for no, this no. game? I don't know, or maybe our game. He don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, I would be looking at maybe a young guy who could be motivated. Shea Gilgis-Alexander absolutely now, could. Now, the thing with that, though, and I think that could be tricky, is that I think you kind of want to bet on somebody who's going to be on the floor in the waning minutes of the mm-hmm. game. Like, will Shea Gilgis-Alexander be on the floor when it's crunch time? Because I'm looking at the guards here. Yeah, because Curry's out, so obviously the other guard being Luka. Mm-hmm. He'll be on the floor. Uh, you have Luka, you have SGA, you have Lillard, you have Morant, you have Edwards and Fox. Those are the guards for the West, but that being said... We don't know the other guards either because the other guards that were the East guys, Irving, Mitchell, Brown, DeRozan, Halliburton, and Holiday. So, you know, SGA, I, that's why he's like 20 to 1. Yep. Is because is he going to be out there at the end? But it's really tricky because you don't know who's going to play and obviously be who's, dra- who's drafted on what team. But I think Donovan Mitchell makes a lot of sense. I think yes. he has a chance to be out there at the end. 
I think so too, because like he he was voted in as a starter. Mm-hmm. So I think the coaches kind of tend to lean toward those guys to being out there in kind of the crunch time moments. Remember, this is the Elam scoring, so yeah. it's a normal scoring for three quarters, and it goes to the target score, which is what we've seen right now in the Rising Stars Challenge. Yeah, maybe Kyrie would be a shorter mm-hmm. price, a little bit interesting. Now, I wonder, you know, if that's a legit back injury, back tightness is what it was called. If maybe they were just taking precautionary the first game of, you know, last game before the All-Star break, you know, and he does have three days off, obviously, after this All-Star game, as most of these players do. So maybe Kyrie, but Donovan Mitchell, that hometown angle absolutely made sense, or former hometown, I should say. Of the guards that you listed off, I wrote down Lillard, Kyrie, Mitchell, Doncic, Morant. Yeah. As guys, I'm like, okay, these are candidates of who could be on the floor at the end of the game. I also think, though... The picking of the teams 30 minutes prior to tip-off, I think that's going to add some motivation because I know they're trying to do some things to where the starters get picked after the reserves because they don't want somebody to be the quote-unquote last pick, whatever. Somebody's still going to be one of the last reserves, mm-hmm. however you order it there. But I do think these guys of the Irving, the Lillards, the Mitchells, the Donches, the Rants, they're going to be sizing each other up of like, all right, oh, you picked that dude over me? Yeah. All right, watch this, bet. Like, I think that's going to oh, factor in a little bit. I, I honestly almost want to wait to bet MVP after I see kind of the dynamics of the yeah. selections of the teams. Yeah, I, I think that's probably <laughs> the right idea. Plus, you want to see, okay, who who might get frozen out here? Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, is there a guy that's maybe not popular with certain other players that gets frozen out? So we shall see. NBA Twitter will be a buzzin'. You can count on that Sunday evening with the all But Once again, Team LeBron, a three-point favorite total, 324 and a half. We'll find out the rosters for both of those teams Sunday afternoon before the game tips off Sunday evening. Come on back with us. Danielle Alvari, VEASAN betting analyst, joins us next here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abemafe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abemafe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas, taking in the NBA All Star Weekend festivities. Team Joe Kim has just defeated Team Jason 40 to 32. So it'll be Team Joe Kim versus Team. Pow mm-hmm. in the championship of the Rising Stars Challenge in Salt Lake City. But let's get to our guest here this evening. You know her, you love her. Danielle Alvari, VSIN betting analyst to talk all things college hoops. Tomorrow's slate, it's a big card. So let's get right into it, Danielle. And oh, by the way, we appreciate you joining us like you do every single Friday. Uh, let's go to the ACC, though, where we start this off. Virginia and Notre Dame. Right now, the Cavaliers laying 13, total 130. Uh, what do you like in this game? I like Virginia here. I hate betting double digit anything, especially a home favorite here. But I think Virginia is going to be coming off of that scare uh, where they were nearly upset by a very bad Louisville team. Uh, the Cavs were 17 point favorites in that one, but they only won by three in that game. So expecting them to kind of regress back to the center for them or not regress, but rather progress back to the center. Uh, Virginia hosting Notre Dame, which is what the second worst team in the conference now. So again, I think this is setting Virginia up for a really good spot here and they should be able to score pretty much much at will against this Notre Dame team. So I expect them to get back on track here, especially with so few games left in the season as we come down to the end of the stretch here. So minus 13 at home, I'll take Virginia. Danielle sticking in the ACC, Virginia Tech lane five to uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh obviously has been on a little bit more of a roll. Virginia Tech has not a bad loss to uh, Georgia Tech tonight, or uh, excuse me, on uh, Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So you're going against them again. Yeah, uh, I think Pitt still has something to play for here. I mean, they could still possibly, I mean, they're in the running here for a number one seed in the ACC tournament, possibly. Uh, they do have to win out, but I think that's doable for them here. Uh, they already have the tiebreaker over Virginia, and they've won six or uh, their last six games, and they've covered five straight. They've also won on the road a good bit this season, which makes me feel more comfortable here. This opened around three, I believe, and you're already getting it up to five points. So maybe that tells you uh, that the market likes Virginia Tech better here. But I think now that we've gotten up to five, you can feel comfortable with Pitt on the road. Again, they've beaten teams like NC State, Syracuse, UNC on the road this year. So I'm, I'm going to take Pitt plus five here. And again, I was looking to play a couple more dogs this week. <laughs> We're speaking with Danielle Alvari, VEASAN betting analyst, talking all things college hoops. Staying in that morning slate at 9 o'clock, bright and early, the Big East, Seton Hall and UConn Huskies, 10-point favorites, total 134. Uh, could the Huskies be barking loud at home in stores? Yeah, I mean, they're laying 10 here, but I think they're going to be coming back with a vengeance in this game. If you think back to the last time these teams faced off, Seton Hall beat them earlier this season by one point, 67 to 66 on a last second shot. UConn had a 17 point lead at the half. They blew that. They were also missing two of their coaches, their head coach, their assistant coach due to COVID. Um, And Seton Hall really has to rely on their defense. So I think UConn is going to avenge that loss and with a vengeance here. Um, Again, Seton Hall kind of struggles in all the categories that I think UConn 
thrives in one of them being the offensive boards. Um, and I also think that this is a game that can affect the big East seating. Uh, the pirates obviously a half game ahead of the Huskies and Seton hall did win the first one. We know how hard it is to do that twice in a season. Uh, it's also going to be hard to be in a top five. If UConn doesn't win this and then they're not going to get a first round buy. So UConn has a lot to play for here. They're at home. I think you can trust them to, with this 10 points. Danielle, only one Pac-12 game on your card this week, and it looks like uh, not not really the future game. There's not a lot of future games really mm-hmm. in the conference this week with the SoCal yeah. schools playing the Bay Area schools. But uh, Utah getting to at Arizona State. Uh, Utes uh, go down to Arizona down there in McHale, and Arizona State loses at home to Colorado. So uh, you're going with the Utes to get the split down in the Valley of the Sun. Yeah, this might actually be three. I'm not sure if I if this has moved or if I gave you guys the right number. It might be Utah plus three, which I like obviously a lot better than the plus two. But either way, I like Utah in this spot. The other Pac-12 game I was looking at that I didn't end up playing, but still might actually just didn't play for the contest that we're in, uh, Wes, was Oregon State plus eight and a half. That was the only other Pac-12 game I was really looking at, Oregon State versus Washington. But I mm-hmm. went with Utah instead because I think Utah is a more consistent team. You can rely on this defense more so than the Oregon State versus Washington. You're looking at two kind of bottom of the barrel teams here and really you're getting eight and a half points with Oregon State on the road. They can probably muck things up and keep it close, but I don't want to bet on a game where these two teams don't have a lot to play for. Uh, Utah is still hanging in this right now and plus two on the road with Utah. Now, Utah, of course, an incredible home environment, incredible home performing team. Uh, Arizona State, surprisingly their defense has been the star of the show this year, as opposed to their offense, at least in terms of what's been their strength. Uh, But I still think that they're so wishy-washy. I've seen them like, lose these really big leads out of nowhere so many times this season, especially against these Pac-12 opponents. Uh, so I think that Utah is going to want to avenge their most recent beat down. And I think you can trust them with this plus two. Last week, Wes, Danielle was in Spokane, which is WCC country. She was in Gonzaga country. Mm-hmm. Now she's going back for another helping of WCC basketball, though up in Rip City. Portland Pilots hosting the Santa Clara Broncos. Santa Clara, two and a half point favorites, total 154. A lot of points are expected in this game, but what do you make of the side? I agree. I think we could see a lot of scoring here, which is interesting because that's not true for a lot of the WCC teams this year. Uh, I mean, St. Mary's comes to mind. That's a team that's very good at limiting points for most teams. But when I look at this matchup with Portland and Santa Clara, I think Santa Clara has put together a nice little team here. And I also think they've been able to win four straight games. They haven't covered as many games lately, but I think that the spread has adjusted down to that. So I think you might be actually getting them in a good spot here uh, with these points. And I also think that Santa Clara is the better team in just about every category especially the ones I care about. They have the better adjusted offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. They're the better offensive rebounding team. And also, most importantly, don't turn over the ball as much as Portland does. So I like them to cover this two, two and a half, no problem. Danielle, I know uh, you're monitoring the bracketology as your alma mater, UCLA, in the running. I think definitely in the mix for a number one seed. Probably would be on the on the two line for now. But uh if Purdue keeps struggling, there's a possibility oh. they could fall off the one line <laughs> at this point. But uh, Danielle, do you have any futures yet on national title? No, I didn't feel like I was getting any good numbers on UCLA, obviously. I'm, I mean, I'm starting to look at this now. I think that the conference championship odds have been interesting. So I've been perusing those a little bit. Obviously, uh, the Big 12 jumps out to me as well since that conference is just eating each other right now. It reminds me, honestly, of usually what we're seeing in the Pac-12. But I think since the Pac-12 is coming to its final days, we're seeing it kind of the wheels <laughs> fall off. Um, but definitely think it's a good time to look at those conference championships because we have these last couple games. And these, I mean, even Kansas-Baylor going on tomorrow, that's going to change those odds so much once we see the results of that game. 
Yeah, your Bruins are laying a, a, a pretty big number tomorrow night against Cal. 25. Just 25. I mean, I mean, how? I mean, it's a little disrespectful, <laughs> honestly, because USC just beat them by 37, mm. and our defense is better. So, like, so it's a little. I was like, 25, psh, no problem. But, but no, is but UCLA kind of going through the motions, though? Stanford did get there. Stanford <laughs> actually did. was right there at they the did. end. Yeah, we you, got, you bet. They yeah, got no, there Stanford the, the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Stanford, that was a really stressful game that didn't need to be stressful. But I do think that people have been <laughs> undervaluing Stanford this month. Stanford would have been a great spot to get in this month. It just wasn't something I'm noticing until now. But as I looked back, I was like, Stanford has really improved this month. Um, and just given teams that, again, they were towards the bottom with Cal. And so people weren't expecting a lot out of them. But what they were doing so well last night was moving the ball. Could not tell you how many open shots they were able to create against this UCLA team, which was nice because UCLA needs to see teams that do this before tournament time. So Stanford able to get a lot of open shots was shooting incredible from three. That's something they've really improved on in this last month and also beating UCLA on the boards, which is not something you see very often in this UCLA team. In fact, McCronin said that he benched uh, Tiger Campbell, I believe, and Amari Bailey for the first uh, couple minutes of the second half for not having having a deflection in the first half. So you can see even he was upset with their defense. So uh, yeah, maybe they're going through the motions, but that's not really the UCLA brand of basketball. So I do think they're going to be able to beat this Cal team handily. It's how soon are they going to take their starters out is the question for mm -hmm. me in games like this, obviously. Um, otherwise, I would be happy to lay the 25 with UCLA. And to your point about UCLA being down against Stanford, UCLA is a team, obviously, that I love in general, but really love in the second half, love to come back because I don't think of them as a team that comes out and blows you out in the first half. Mm -hmm. They're a team that can grind it out at the end. So if you ever get them in a spot like that where Stanford was ahead at the half, I mean, I think by seven, uh, as much as seven at one point, I was able to get a really good line on UCLA. And same for the week before, actually, uh, UCLA UCLA last week with Oregon, I believe, was able to get UCLA Moneyline live. So it's really nice to be able to bet those teams that are really good closeout teams. And to that point, Arizona State is not that for me. So um, I do think that you're getting really good live opportunities on some of these better teams. Yeah, I think the Bruins were like 10 in the second half. So I actually missed the opportunity as well. I was I could have tried to middle that yeah, game. Double, doubly this is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. We just had Danielle Alvari, VEASAN Sports Betting Analyst, on in the last segment. Danielle, uh, always a pleasure to have on the show, uh, giving out some great knowledge. Also, give out the, the UCLA angle, I thought, yeah. was uh, some really good stuff there. Because yeah. we are an in-game betting show, and if you see some of these juggernaut teams like UCLA mm -hmm. down at halftime, don't mm -hmm. look that explosive. Maybe they can right the ship in the second And that's half. where you want to do a little box score analysis, you know, mm -hmm. when you kind of look in afterwards and, you know, see them. I mean, just kind of see, you know, what these teams are in, are in the second half. And, and some of these teams can be wagons. Like a lot of, a lot of sites you're not going to be able to find readily because there's such variance in the market. 
you know, hey, what was the second half line here? So, mm-hmm. but that's something to monitor. You know, if you see teams that that get behind going in for the second half, and you know, some of these teams do make the adjustments or maybe do come out slow. Some teams are slow starters, some teams are fast starters, and just doing a little bit of box score autopsy, if you will, after these games will help you find some winners down the line. Definitely. Keep that in the back pocket come conference tournament time and NCAA tournament time if the Bruins are able to make a run in March. Uh, Also going on, it's NBA All-Star Weekend. No NBA games tonight, obviously. We had the All-Star Celebrity Game earlier. DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks won MVP in that contest. Then right now, it's the championship game of the Rising Stars Challenge between Team Pow and Team Joachim. And right now, Team Pow is up 12-9. to Now, this one is a little bit different. The two semifinals were first to 40. This is first to 25 for the mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, Benedict Matherin with seven points for Team Pow. He leads the go. way with them. And yeah, man, he's going to win MVP. I'm going to be pissed off. I didn't bet it. But uh, Math- Matherin, <laughs> who has been playing well, he tried it last time around, and then Scotty Barnes just laid the long arm of the law on him a moment ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Benedict Matherin, we handicapped it before the, uh, the games got underway. I said, hey, this guy, he might try hard. He's a, seems like he's a serious kind of dude about his business, competes at a high level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far in this championship game, he's been competing really well. Yeah. Uh, three of four from the field. Uh, right now so uh, that's going on that'll conclude the friday festivities uh, make sure to listen to the podcast form on the visa and best bets podcast the first hour we handicapped the three-point shootout also the slam dunk contest you want to get that before tomorrow night's saturday night activities in the nba all-star weekend out in salt lake city but wes we actually got a question of the night from our good buddy ryan hyatt out in Lubbock, and I thought this was an interesting question, especially around this time of the year as people start transitioning from one sport to the other, football ending last week. Now, folks, starting to really dive into college hoops, NBA, NHL, Mm -hmm. uh, what have you. And here is the question. said, which sport do you have a tendency to overanalyze? Which sport do you have to remind yourself to sometimes, quote, trust your gut and the eyeball test? Can we have information overload these days? I think we absolutely can, and I mean – you know, some some sports, you know, you, you can't handicap them all the same way. Like, I'm handicapping NBA a lot different than I used to. It's a lot more numbers-oriented. And really, you know, what you, you were, we, we've always talked about on this program, I'm doing a lot more props, yep. player props, than I am in terms of sides and totals, at least pregame. I'll play some second-half stuff and maybe some in-game stuff. But I think the sport I probably overanalyze the most is the one I've been handicapping the longest. And the first sport I fell in love with as a little kid, a fan of Bob Knight's Indiana Hoosiers, and that's college basketball. Mm. Because it's so numbers-oriented. And I'm going to make this point, actually, and uh, hopefully we can expand upon it even more on the uh, Saturday bet prep with Matt Humans. Uh, Ron Skinny Boyle is also going to be along. Because one of the things you notice now of college basketball is it becomes more numbers-oriented and it becomes a little bit more analytics-oriented. We look at shot quality and... Yep. We look at the Haslam metrics and, you know, all these different, you know, guys and and these different stats that you don't get in your traditional box score. We go by numbers and you see that the odds makers do it too, because one of the things that you see very early in the season is these odd makers are like knee deep in football, Mm -hmm. both NFL and college. So you get college basketball in November, December, and even in January, a lot of times you're going to see some of these odds makers, you know, maybe somebody's going to be an originator out there 
but these odds makers are either going to copy the other odds makers that are out first, or they're going to copy the Ken Palm. And I think, you know, th those are tools you want to use. You want to use the Ken Palm and you want to use that stuff, but you don't want to become a slave to it either. Mm -hmm. Because right now you're seeing these lines, and I noticed it even, even tonight when I was trying to find five plays for the contest. Some of these numbers are shaded now. They are not copying the Ken Palm. I'll give you an example, and we'll get into these games later in the next hour, but yep. like Tennessee at Kentucky tomorrow. Ken Palm makes it Tennessee minus four. Gets put out at like two, two and a half. So they're <laughs> shading it down, knowing that that's a killer spot to go on Kentucky. Yep. Knowing that that's a killer spot because Tennessee just beat the number one team in the country. Now they got to go on the road and play the Cats who are desperate. Yeah, who are right now <laughs> in that last four in and whatnot. I, I think it's kind of funny, by the way, at Kentucky and Carolina. That'd be funny if they got matched up. Oh, what a, what a match. And in Dayton, Dayton, Kentucky man. against North Carolina. Is this the final four or the first four? Exactly. <laughs> so, but back to the, back to Ryan's question, I think I overanalyze college basketball too, because, uh, you know, my instincts, usually I can spot, you know, the, 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 whether it's letdowns or what have you, or what's going to be a look ahead spot. You don't get those as much in the NBA anymore mm -hmm. necessarily because they've now spread out the schedule. So you don't get those four games and five nights. Those are the spots I used to love to play five and seven. Now you can't really do that because it's like, these guys are pros. They don't have court stormings, you know, in, in, in the NBA. Can you imagine? I know. <laughs> I know. We stormed the court. We beat the Lakers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, they don't have that, but they do have that in college basketball. And with college mm -hmm. basketball, you're dealing with 18 to 23 year old young men. So they're more prone to kind of be like, you know, get caught up in it and, and whatnot. So I probably overanalyze college basketball because I feel like that's one of my specialty sports and I want to be like, so right. And I probably over, you know, do the numbers instead of, you know, sticking with my instincts, yeah, the feel, you know, yeah. we'll see if that happens by the way, in the contest, because there's a couple, I'm going to bet that I didn't use it in, in our contest that we have because I felt that the number was kind of shaded, even though I did bet a couple of them anyway. Yeah, I think that's a, those are really valid points. Uh, I know for me, because college basketball is like the sec my secondary sport, the NFL being my primary sport that I bet on. So I don't spend as much time agonizing over college hoops. And I find that it's okay. Like, let's kind of weed out the process part that mm -hmm. I'm bad at. Mm -hmm. Let's do the more that I'm good at. This year, it's been totals that have been really doing well for me. Yeah. Sides weren't doing so well, so I cut out sides altogether for college well, hoops. And, and, and one additional uh, mm -hmm. uh, answer to Ryan's question, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more NFL, maybe not from like the personal betting standpoint, because I know what I want to do. I know what spots, I know what numbers I want to do. Where I really overanalyze is not so much my personal betting in the NFL, are contest plays. Mm. When you have these contests, when you have the Circa Million, and you have the Super Contest, you don't want to have that bad week, and you're just like going back and forth, especially if it's not a one-stop shop, and it's just you as an individual entry. Yeah. When you have at least a partner or even multiple partners, team, and you've yeah. got a team, that is tough to do, because you may have five totally different spots than your partner's going to have. So then you got to be willing, because if it's a team and it's a partnership, you got to be willing to play games that you wouldn't bet. Yep. Because, you know, that, that's what I think a lot of people do with these contest plays. They play what they bet. 
And you can't do that necessarily. There'll be some weeks in the contest where it's like you got five games, you didn't bet a one of them. Yeah. But you've got to do that, you know, especially later on, you play a little bit of game theory, obviously early on, you just want to pick winners. So I think I probably overanalyzed like the contest plays because I know what you got to do to like get in the money, just get in the money, let mm-hmm. alone win the thing. I mean, you're not going to win, you know, you bet you hit 59%, 60%, man, that's great. That's great season. That's profit. You made money. I'll do that for the rest of my life and be happy. Yeah, 100%. But in the contest, uh-uh. You you get nothing and have to like it. Yeah. <laughs> Good day, sir. Yes. Um, I think for, for me, it's 100% the NFL is a sport that I overanalyze just because it's my favorite sport and it's a sport that I feel the most confident about, like you mentioned with college hoops. And also, I think with the NFL specifically, it's – the injuries and like kind of trying to how much does this matter how much does this not matter mm-hmm. like doing those things and they like with only 16 games in a given week on the card you can go through these games over and over and over and over again and you hear all the tv paralysis the radio paralysis by analysis because everybody's talking about it everyone's focused on it so i think the nfl is that definitely that sport for me great question from my buddy ryan we'll be back to talk some daytona 500 here on visa live bet tonight at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. 
BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. The Rising Stars Challenge going on right now in Salt Lake City for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Team POW with a 22-18 lead. So they are one three-pointer away from winning the Rising Stars Challenge. Of course, they went off as the favorites uh, for that event. Also, we'll talk college hoops coming up in the next segment to begin hour number three and that will be the entirety of hour number three Reynolds wrap college basketball a lot to get to but right now Wes as we wrap up hour number two I wanted to start we'll get to the Daytona 500 in just a little mm-hmm. bit but just a quick thought on the Genesis invite right now we're kind of to the third round we still got some stuff to clean up tomorrow morning because they had to suspend play due to darkness but our favorite right now John Rom at plus 240 He's one stroke back of the leader, Max Homa, who continues to play well. I know that was a guy that you were concerned about yeah. leaving off of your card. He's currently three to one. Colin Morikawa, who you do have, plus six fifty, then Rory McElroy at nine to one. So it is a jam-packed headlining kind of tournament so far here at the Riv. Yeah, Max Homa leading the field in strokes gained putting has gained, I believe, an average of uh three point five four for a round. So that's uh, seven strokes uh, relative to the field. So he's been putting well. John Rahm, by the way. You know, kind of an iffy round, but did make two eagles uh, on this round to get to nine under. And one then that was uh, very fortunate. <laughs> another guy, by the way, that is putting really well is is one Keith Mitchell. And I mm-hmm. I believe he had like uh, 49 putts in his first two round, which is like the best mark of his career. So I that's why you see him not necessarily priced as, as short as the other guys. And plus, you know, win equity. That's why you still see him 11 to one. Uh, I think uh, because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe there's going to be putting regression. I like where Marikawa is at. I think he's right in the mix. Remember he finished second here last year, you know, just looking at, at, at how he's been playing. The approach game has been very good. Uh, I believe he is for eighth best in the field on approach 1.89 per round on the plus side. Uh, he's been pretty solid around the greens. He's top 10 for strokes gained around the green. Uh, the putting has been very solid, you know, gaining a little less than a shot per round. And that's always kind of, you know, what you're a little bit concerned with, with Marikawa. He is fourth in this field for strokes gained T to green. The only guys better, Kucher, McElroy, and Cantlay. Cantlay had a nice round, too. I, I, I only have, I only bet Cantlay. I've added him late for just a, a top 20 and a top 10, but I didn't bet him on the outright. So, you know, you're always concerned about Rom because he's already won two events this year, and that's why he is he is the favorite, even though he's not number one in the world. He's playing the best golf, I think, macro for the season. But I like where Morikawa's at. I don't think Rory's out of this thing. Six under, by the way. Rory, of course, played with JT and Tiger. So maybe now that that's behind him, you know, mm-hmm. now Rory, you know, because I, Rory and JT are good friends of Tiger, so they're invested. Like, you could tell that you could see when you were watching, they were, like, rooting for a putt to go in they for would, him. They were definitely rooting. Now, <laughs> Rory is going to be in a different threesome that's not going to be with Tiger Woods. Uh, so, I think Rory absolutely still still right in this because you see a little bit of a drop. Lee Hodges, by the way, has never won on the PGA Tour, has only been out there 
a couple years. So then you got to go all the way down to like Scheffler and Zalatoris and those guys. But anybody within a few shots, I think still realistically has a chance. The Homa thing is going to be the FOMO for me, but Mm. I do like where Morikawa and McElroy, at least I've got a couple contenders going into the weekend. So I'll be satisfied with that. If you had to add anybody uh, ahead of the third round tomorrow, who would it be? Probably Cantlay at at, at 11 to one at DraftKings. I think Rahm and Homa, you know, maybe for the fourth round, if they were that short, I'd add them. But uh, I think Cantlay, Cantlay's a Southern California guy. He knows how to play this course. So he is definitely not out of it and has been uh, very consistent so far, kind of quietly, you know, just hanging around that leaderboard. Hanging around. Hanging around. Yeah, really, uh, really gaining everywhere. Not in like, you know, the top of the charts, but he's gaining on the greens. He's gaining with approach. He's gaining off the tee. So very consistent so yeah. far. Maybe the putter gets hot this weekend for Patrick Canley, who's currently at seven under, right behind the leader, Max Homa, who is at 10 under so far for the championship. Tiger Woods, uh, we believe he's going to make the cut. He's at one over for the tournament. Yeah, shot he should be around for the weekend. I think yeah. the plus ones are going to get in. Yeah, so it'll be fun to watch Tiger um, in the weekend over at the Riv, which is the event that he hosts. But all right, Wes, let's get to it. The Great American Race Mm -hmm. Sunday, NASCAR's Super Bowl will be getting underway. 11.30 West Coast time, 2.30 Eastern. Once again, 500 miles, 200 laps, and it is the, uh, the, the, the biggest event on the NASCAR series of this year. Uh, of any year, I yes. should say. Uh, but before we get into who you like kind of near the top of the board or maybe some guys further down the board, uh, how do you go about handicapping NASCAR? Because this is a sport that readily, I would admit, I have never placed a wager. Well, and this is a lot different of a race than the rest of the circuit because uh, super speedway, but it is restrictor plate racing. That's a lot of pack racing, which you don't get like week to week. You basically get it twice a year at Daytona and then twice a year at Talladega. Mm. And those are the restrictor plate races. So when it has like big packs, that means you're going to get big ones. That means you're going to get big wrecks. So long shots actually have done pretty well at the Daytona 500 over the years. I don't have the odds in front of me, but if you look mm-hmm. at some of the recent winners, Austin Sindrich last year who won the Daytona 500 was a rookie. So he was in like the 30-ish to 35 to one range. Michael McDowell the year before was a big long shot. Uh, Kurt Busch uh, was a long shot uh, back in 2017. So Trevor Bain in 2011. So you do get prices down the board. So most weeks in NASCAR, it's like you don't want to go too much down the board. You want to go with the usual guys that win most of the races, the Kyle Larson's, the Joey Logano's, the Denny Hamlin's, the Chase Elliott's, the guys that are always up there in the championship. But don't be afraid if you've got a portfolio because uh, I believe, uh, yeah, you're going to have – uh, 42 driver or 42 drivers in this race, or uh, actually 40, I should say. It's not 43 this time. So you can take some guys a little <laughs> bit down the grid, and also don't worry necessarily about where they're qualified. You know where mm-hmm. they finish, maybe in the dual races, because this can change very quickly. You know, track position is not going to matter at much. It's just okay stay out of the way. I remember Dale Jarrett who had won this race, I believe three times in his career. He always liked to drop to the back early and not be a part of the damage, you know, let some of these cars get damaged up and then just gradually work our way up and be there at the end. It's 500 mile race. So this is a long race. Yeah. You don't have to get, and some guys are going to get impatient with these packs. So 
that's something that you that you want to look at i think with this does that then gear towards experience like knowing how to kind of pick your spots. It certainly can. But then when you look at Austin Sindrich, uh, when it went in the yeah. race as a rookie and then uh, McDowell, you know, it, it was with a really small team back in 2021. That's what makes this race unpredictable. You know, every time we think it's going to be okay, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, you know, Kyle Busch, all these guys. And you could see Kyle Busch at 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. In another race that's not a plate race, if it was like a one of those cookie cutter mile and a halves, if he was back there in 36, which is where he's going to start on Sunday, he'd drop a little bit. But he's in, he's with a really good team, really good equipment. By the way, the two front row for this race are going to be both Hendrick Motorsports cars. They usually are. They've won the pole here, I think, the last several years Chevrolet has. Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson will be 1-2. And then the two dual winners, Joey Logano and Eric Armorola, will be 3-4. Armorola, by the way, 25-1. to one. He's been cut ever since he won that duel. But still, mm-hmm. that's a guy that was four fastest in qualifying uh, coming in here. So he might be a guy that's a little bit of a long shot you want to look at. And then, of course... Uh, you know, a lot of guys up at the top of the leaderboard have never won the Daytona 500. Kyle Larson has not. Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Kyle Busch. A lot of those guys have not won the Daytona mm-hmm. 500. So I will probably end up going with, you know, somebody kind of in that shortish, you know, first five or, or six guys uh, that I'll be looking at. So maybe maybe somebody like Chase Elliott yeah. will be on my card or perhaps a Ryan Blaney. But you can go down the board and look at guys, I think, I like... Saying, uh, any of like the Kevin Harvick's, the Ricky Stenhouse This Jr., is Harvick's last Daytona 500, okay. so, you know, he, he should be racy here. But Eric Almirola will be one I likely add, and uh, uh, Chris Busher has been pretty good, racy here at 30-1. Okay. to 1. So I'll probably end up betting, like, five outrights. And then also at DraftKings, you can do these top fives and these top threes as well. Yes, sir. A lot that you can get. You can do group betting. It's it's a big menu the folks at DK put together for the Daytona 500. So, as always, wager responsibly, but have fun Sunday afternoon with the Great American Race. We'll be back with hour number three on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 